Hello again, everyone. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. And hopefully our guest, John, will be joining us soon. Not John Connor, but John P. Thank goodness it's not John Connor. Who's calling me? Yeah, somebody's calling you. Um, sorry. <laughs> Today's episode is episode 16 of season 2. Some must watch while others must sleep, which I meant to look that up. I think that's a phrase from Shakespeare or something. I don't know. Is it? I may be making that up, <laughs> but I thought I saw that somewhere within the past week. Who knows? Somebody tell us if it is. <laughs> You're supposed to come with this information. I know, but I forgot to look that up. <laughs> hey, I... At first, started watching the wrong episode. I started watching next week's episode by mistake. And <laughs> I was like, is this supposed to be starting like in some kind of facility, <laughs> like with Sarah being kidnapped? But then after a few minutes, they started talking about Sarah being kidnapped. So I was like, oh, this is the wrong episode. <laughs> Oopsies. So yeah, I just had to go back and watch the right one. Was that other episode better than this one? I think so, yeah. At least the part, the first 15 minutes of it are. <laughs> Shakespeare's Hamlet, for some must watch while some must sleep, so runs the world away. Uh. <laughs> so this originally aired February 22nd, 2009. It was directed by Scott Lautinen, who is a Finnish guy. He's directed stuff like Dark Angel and The Pretender, the best show ever on TV. And written by Natalie Chides and Denise Thay, who last wrote Earthlings Welcome Here and The Towers Tall with the Fall is Short, respectively. Hmm. Yeah, it's so sad because I don't remember those episodes by name. Uh, Earthlings Welcome Here was where she was. Oh, um, yeah. The, or, yeah. Yeah, I, no, I remember that one. Okay. I think the other one was where we first meet Jesse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, it begins with Sarah voiceovering about the midnight being the witching hour. I don't know, I start zoning out when she starts doing that. Um, opens, this is when demons are coming because we're more vulnerable, something like that. And they take our lives, our love, our sanity, our sleep. If you believe in that kind of thing. Yeah, usually I'm, so, I'm all in for, I mean, I don't really like her voiceovers, but I'm, fascinated by sleep because i'm in like i have chronic insomnia so anything yeah. that has to do with sleep i was like oh I was, I was excited about this for that reason one of my co-workers is getting ready for some kind of sleep study i guess during the holidays he's going to be participating you should in. show her this one episode oh shit it's so funny because here's what i don't get out of sleep I, I can't sleep on the best of days in my own bed with like you know comfy pillows and everything i'm like how am i in it people are like why don't you do a sleep study i'm like how am i gonna sleep in an artificial environment like that makes no <laughs> sense to me but anyway if i mean apnea and things like that i i'm sure that it's it's more helpful i used to have trouble sleeping but now i can fall asleep like within minutes of laying down so weird it's great you know. gosh i wish i had that <laughs> um yeah, so she arrives in an industrial park downtown. She got a lead off some surveillance tapes, and she found a place connected to that heating and AC place in the desert. 
It was John to find out who owns the building that she's at now. It had like iron and metal in the title or something like that. And what did she see? Was that a wolf or a dog or something before she gets tased? A coyote. Coyote. Okay. Coyote. <laughs> coyote. So she wakes up and she's in a sleep clinic. <laughs> uh, she wants to leave, but the doctor doesn't want her to do it. She needs to get some help. Her roommate is Dana. I, They're talking about this whole this whole back and forth thing. I was not into it. <laughs> Me either. Either of the stories, neither of them were interesting. And it's like I'd seen the episode before, so I knew which one was real and which one was a dream. But for a second, they had me like doubting. They're like, oh, maybe it's not the way around. But then I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Warning, warning, intruder alert, oh, intruder alert. Hello. Ah. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> hey, it's John. Hey, John. Hey. Thanks for joining us. We're not that far into it. Sorry, I'm late. No problem. I was busy watching the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so they're talking about Dana's vices, including younger men, which Dana and I have in common. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame in that. Hey. hey, they're usually they're usually making the first move, and I have trouble saying no to people. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's when um, John walks in. I wrote down James, but John walks in and. Zayna starts getting a little flirty, and they're going to keep the lighter a secret. uh, Sarah, Cameron, and John are getting breakfast, and John and Cameron getting a little flirty there. Here's a question. So she wants to keep the lighter a secret. A bigger issue is where are you getting the cigarettes from, and why aren't you worried about hiding those? Hmm. Hmm. I guess cigarettes are okay if you can't light them. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Just put them in your mouth. Um, they're talking about not sleeping and, uh, I keep wanting to call her Kara, but Cameron is watching in the background. They want Sarah to get better and Samra. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get anybody's day right. What is Sarah? What is that about? (laughs) My subconscious trying to tell me something. Um, Sarah sees a tattoo on the guy's on some guy's neck, a janitor, I think. Who does she play in Game of Thrones? Cersei. Yeah, maybe that's what the, maybe like your brain is okay. confused. <laughs> Say that. I have a note to ask you, Matt, when y'all start recording Jessica Jones. <laughs> it was on my mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait. Ah, I'm so excited. Uh, what day is it? The eighth? Uh I don't even know. Oh. I think it's oh. next week. Week that's after. Yeah, it's very it's very soon. soon. It's in a few days, I know that. If you guys have, like, I'm a big Jessica Jones fan. If you guys have any, like, guest opportunities, please let me know. Apparently, they're all they're all booked I'm already. I'm sure, yeah. I, like, I asked, I was like, hey, what have I heard of it? And then it's like, oh, yeah, we've already. And it's like, nobody told me. <laughs> yeah, we put up a list and everything. I didn't see it. <laughs> really? I'll just talk to myself about it. It's fine. John, I'll, t- I'll call you and we'll just yes, mumble, call me. Mumble, yeah, chat about it. We will record it. We'll just like you know keep it to ourselves. So oh my god, uh, did you watch? Uh, did you see her <laughs> hair? Oh my god! Oh my god, and what she was wearing? Yeah, not about the show itself or yeah, how yeah, good no. it is. No. Oh my god, her clothes is um. I think I don't know. Maybe the spoiler. I think I'm on some time in December. I don't know which episode though. No idea. I have to actually keep up because I got behind on Daredevil. Anyway, so Sarah wakes up in the back of a truck this time and some rock music playing and 
Winston, the guy she thought she killed in the desert, is was the driver, and they both are saying, "Oh, I killed you." <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I guess it was kind of interesting that <laughs> they played they played this one off as the fake one, where the guy that was dead isn't dead. That makes it makes you think the dream thing is legit. Yeah, but I just tried. Yeah, I didn't. I don't care for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking too much in this episode. <laughs> You're supposed to care for him. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't. I just don't care for watching him. I mean, oh, uh, even issue with the actor. Some, is that what you're saying? No, he was just some random guy at the end of an episode who was on the screen for a minute or two minutes, and now they're making this big deal out of it. Well, they're making a big deal because she murdered him. I know, but she murdered a human person. I would have liked to have been introduced to him and followed him for a while and have him. Yeah, been a before. like we weren't emotionally invested in this guy. Yeah. Well, well his wife last episode. That was yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's, it's like you. It's like it's like you meet his family. Like that. Sh- that should be enough. But I mean, even if that wasn't there, like like he's he's not he's not the point. Like he's a means to an end. He, he's. It's about Sarah and like what she's going through. But see, yeah, I guess I guess it's like the whole Buffy thing um, when I'm who I'm, how do I say it's not spoiling when one character unexpectedly kills a human character. We knew that character and felt for him before it all happened. So even though it was about her and her doing that, it was still tragic and pulled at heartstrings because. We had some investment in that character and actually liked that character. Fair point. I think I navigated that pretty well for some. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Thank oh, so you're telling me it's a guy who gets killed. <laughs> oh, rats. So Dana was on Law. She was flight attendant number three and Michelle. Flight attendant number three. <laughs> she was also on Alias a few times. Abigail. Oh, yeah. That's where I know her from. It's been too long. Winston, she he was on Treme. I remember him now and there. He was on Under the Dome. That's Justified. right. He was the he was the preacher. Yeah, drug-addled preacher. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's wants to know who she works for and talks about his sunflower seeds. And by the time, yeah, he mentions that you know sunflower seeds were a habit he picked up when he quit smoking and. I guess that's maybe supposed to relate to Dana somehow. I don't know, but <laughs> but yeah, he wants to know if that was her boyfriend on the phone, and he tells her that by the time he finishes his sunflower seed, she's gonna be talking. Yeah, basically, like all the stuff that um, is uh, all the stuff that that happens in what we what we perceive is the dream space, you know, with the with the truck and everything that informs on the sleep planet stuff. Uh, which, you know, at the end gets revealed to be the actual dream space of the episode. <laughs> so, like, it, you know, if he talks about, like, oh, you know, I quit smoking and everything, so then, you know, you're going to have a character in, in Sarah's head who, like, quit smoking, you know, and then it's like she, she sees a coyote, so, like, that, you know, informs, it's like, oh, there's a guy with a coyote tattoo, you know. <sighs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, 
I just had trouble getting through this episode okay. when I watched it. I was like, "Oh wow, all right." And I remember the night it originally aired. Just at the end of it, I was like, "Oh, what, what the fuck?" I hated that. <laughs> I don't. I thought it was. I thought it was all pretty straightforward. Like I, I mean, they actually like back when I fir- when I first watched the episode when it originally aired. Like I was, I was fooled. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What? Oh, they did a switch on me," you know. So I I like having that knowledge and like revisiting the episode and seeing how like all the little, all the little clues, the little parallels that they have in, you know, running through each sort, each sort of scenario. And then, you know, you realize it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is how they were telling me that like this part of it was actually a dream and the other part was real. Mm -hmm. This whole thing was very, it felt very X-Files to me. And that didn't, especially with the sunflower seeds. Yeah, and that didn't endear it to me that much, really. Uh, <laughs> the X Files. Too bad he wasn't of, watching porn. Yeah, the X Files kind of turned me off after a few seasons. I, <laughs> to sunflower seeds, I can't eat them anymore. So <laughs> I had watched, watched all of the X Files. I think I may have finished season two. I don't know. I I actually liked this. It was kind of trippy, but I think that it could have been better done. Um, I didn't mind it though. I didn't have a problem with it. It didn't turn me off. But there were like areas where I'm like, oh, they could have done this before they, you know, instead of that. But that's probably because between then and now, I've seen so many episodes where they've attempted something similar. There's like, um, there's only one issue that I have with the episode that like it, it doesn't like it doesn't upset me. It just ma- it makes me laugh more than anything because it implies something that I I don't think the show was intending to imply uh but like, i'll bring it up when we actually get to it it's later okay. uh, so after she's injected she wakes up in the sleep clinic in dreamland with electrodes attached to her head and she talks to the nurse nurse um hobson nurse ratchet <laughs> about rim sleep mm. and you know it's talking about night terrors and say it could be caused by a brain tumor but what Sarah's what's wrong with Sarah's in her head and she suggests a therapist but didn't Sarah said that doesn't work she doesn't like drugs either so your yeah, doctor knows that Dana's been smoking and Sarah claims not to know anything about it so she quit smoking years ago she much excitement in her life oh I just I just remembered something you know there's that moment where like you know, she like finds the cigarette, and, you know, and she lectures Sarah, and she's like, oh, "That's not, you know, it's not mine. Didn't know that it was. Didn't know it was there." And like, so the nurse leaves. Sarah sees the the dream catcher, and then um, Dana comes in and says, "Like, oh yeah, she reprimanded me for the cigarettes, and you know, gave me sleeping pills." I'm sitting there going, "No, she didn't. She just left the room, and you just entered. Like, there was not enough time for all that to go down." <laughs> mm. And see something. Um, Nurse Hobson was on Fargo last year. I I've, I've, I've not seen that show. I hear it's awesome. Yeah, she's on. She was on Damages. Whatever. Damages. Whatever they're wearing here looks exactly like a karate gi. It does. It's kind of distracting. Yeah, I was in karate for you know ten, twelve years, and if you take off the the colored belt, that's exactly what they're wearing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting, for, I'm, I keep waiting for someone to do a horse stance. <laughs> um, so Dana comes back. The, I guess the cleaning guy with the coyote tattoo gave her a dream catcher. Yep. 
There's a lot of her coming back. <laughs> her and, and the dead guy, whatever his name was, I forget. Yeah, Winston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now Sarah wakes up in the back of the truck again. I hear sirens. Um, <laughs> Winston is eating the seeds again. Talks about her collection of bullet wounds and stabbings in an emergency C-section. She estimates her child must be around 15 to 20. What was he doing there? Like checking out her body, but did he not do anything to, I, I assumed he injected her with something, but it d- didn't seem like he did. She just lost consciousness. And then he like, took. he's look, looking for, <laughs> looked over her scars. I don't know. He's looking for clues. Well, I don't know what he injected her with. Maybe he didn't something to make her talk. This point, oh, he did. Because later on, he, he attempts to, and he lands on the thing. I thought he gave her something earlier, maybe. Oh, well, maybe he tries to do it twice. I don't know. Yeah, I th- yeah, I thought he didn't. He give her like a truth serum or something. I thought he was going to, but then he ended up falling on it, didn't he? Yeah, oh, that was this this scene. I thought earlier. He yeah, I thought there was a something. there was a. I thought there were two moments where. Okay. Involving okay. a needle. It's funny. I can't actually remember, and I just watched the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's wrong with me. Um. So John was born by C-section apparently, but she said that he was born in the South American jungle. Mm-hmm. She told the pregnant lady that early in the season. Yeah, that makes sense. So is that a lie? No, or? it's just you know she she had the baby suddenly in the South American jungle, and the only way they could get it out was to do a C-section. In the jungle? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> okay. I would want to, I would hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sarah's warning him that the company will kill him just like everyone else, but he thinks she's crazy. And that seems to kind of upset him. So he tosses her around a little bit and cuffs her and tries to inject her, but he ends up injecting himself like a dumbass. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty weird. He like fell right on it and like impaled his chest or something. <laughs> You'd think that, like, the the needle would break off inside him or something. Yeah. It depends. Those needles are actually pretty strong. Are they? Because they, they, they have to be. And I don't know. Does she not try to get, like, a key or something? Where was the key <laughs> to those cuffs? The key was in his pocket. Okay. I guess she couldn't get it while he was unconscious. I don't know. <laughs> so back in the sleep it's clinic. a dream. There's... Maybe there is no key. Or is there? I can't remember. <laughs> Remember that part was actually. Oh no, yeah, real, that's the so. real one. That's the real yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Nurse gives Dana a shot, but Dana's not waking up, and she has a wound in her chest, right on the same spot that Winston got ejected. Probably, I don't know. Um, so Sarah follows the doctor, who's smiling about something. It almost gets caught, and the, but the next day, the doctor asks her about her electrodes coming off, and Sarah claims not to remember anything. Mm-hmm. Did we did we already get to them injecting her friend there? Yeah. Uh, so I thought later on when she caught fire, I thought they were like injecting her with something that was going to like <laughs> gasoline. I don't know, <laughs> just something that would make her more flammable, and then they're going to be like, "Oh, she." Just because I was in this, the the X Files mood, I was like, oh, "Right, that she spontaneously human combusted." You were <laughs> you're thinking like Mulder, yeah, yeah. you're Mulder now, where he like makes these like strong like leaps to like grander conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he's usually right. So yeah, I know. Probably, well, it's yeah. because it's because the, it's because the the show like you know like 
the show is on his side. And it's like, yeah, but Mulder's a crazy person. So, no. <laughs> I like that recently, well, I'm following along with Intro to Action. I like that recently Mulder kind of called Scully out on that. Like, you know, you always question me, but I'm always right. I know. <laughs> it's really dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should have learned um, after two seasons. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> we it's it's, it's even weirder still because like late, like later on in the series, like they they end up doing a reversal and like Mulder and and uh not Mulder. Um they're like other No, they're like other characters that start like, you know, questioning things and like Scully is the one who believes suddenly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like what? I <laughs> um so Cameron's looking at artwork, wants to know what dreams are like. And- oh, God. <laughs> Cameron. I want, I, that, this- I want to know that too, Cameron. I, I love this moment with the, uh, with the vending machine because, um, you know, she like, she like hits it in, in like just the right spot with just the right amount of pressure. And like, not only does it give John his chips, but it gives like a whole bunch more. And she only yeah. grabs the chips because that's what he paid for. But the funny thing is, like, it gives him his change back too, because <laughs> you can hear it like fall in the in the little in the little dispenser. So <laughs> he got it for free. And then, like, when they turn around behind them, like another snack falls yeah, down. Yeah, that something <laughs> else falls up. down. <laughs> yeah, everybody on the set must have been like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, I know it was great. It just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Sarah's like something strange going on and we see Dana talking to somebody and John says she looks fine but Sarah knows she's not John thinks Sarah's a mess and Sarah tells him not to be fooled by anyone's face so yeah John knows about Winston she's having dreams about him being uh taking her hostage in a van want to know who she is John's like you did what you had to do and the, then the doctor, uh, the nurse comes and tells her it's nap time. Yeah. Make sure you finish her juice box. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and then she gives her a coloring book when she wakes up. Yay! Um, you know they have coloring books for adults now. I, I think I'm gonna. I think I want. I want yeah, I was one. like, I think I want one. <laughs> <laughs> so in the van, Winston wants to know what his wife was wearing at the funeral, and they talk and. Talk about his job and how he killed his neighbors and his boss is being overseas. And they fixed him up after she shot him. And he's talking about how the first kill is the hardest and he was her first. How did they fix him up? Wasn't he shot in the chest? I don't remember, apparently. Hey, they're, um, what, Skynet? I don't know. (laughs) We can rebuild him. We have the technology. We can make him better, stronger, faster. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, they'll hunt us down and slaughter us. And she says, there's way, there are ways to hide. We gotta move fast. And he, this is wife's smell the most. So he lets her go and she starts running, but she's in, you know, surrounded by a fence and can't get out. So he comes and grabs her and takes her back. It was what was the trip. point of this? Psychology. I don't know. Let her think she had hope and snatch it away. I don't know. Why? It was pointless. The point of what? The, the fence? <laughs> no, pretending, pretending to change his mind and and not really changing his mind. Oh yeah, they, no, it was a, it was a psychology thing because because the whole point is like they're trying to like get information out of her, um, you know. Oh, so boy. like 
so yeah, like it was just it was all this like whole tactical thing to like let's let's you know give her false hope and then break her down and you know take it away. So it's like they it's like they they want to make her complete feel completely hopeless, so she just won't care anymore and you know she'll give up information. Hmm. I don't think it worked. Well, no, it didn't because ultimately they decided like yeah, well let's just go ahead. And she they figured like she's either not going to talk or she just doesn't know anything that could be useful to us so let's go ahead and kill her um um so she wakes up in the sleep clinic and Dana's on fire <laughs> <laughs> she's like well engulfed in flames <laughs> i know it like takes forever for someone to like show up you know yeah. and like and sarah's like, like right there and, and it's when it when this originally aired uh like it wasn't until Dana caught on fire and like the like nurse and everybody like came in you know to investigate like I thought was like is Dana even real like is she a figment <laughs> of Sarah's imagination like does Sarah not have a roommate because like there's never yeah. you know up until the up until you know the point or no up until the point where um you know we see her uh you know her boyfriend or whoever brings her flowers outside like you know there's no there's no other instance where she's interacting with anyone other than sarah and so for 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 a scene or two i was like wondering i was like is she is she even there yeah i thought the same thing i mean i questioned everybody in this episode <laughs> <laughs> there was not one person i'm like sarah are you real <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was I was just waiting for it, you know, just waiting for something to happen that, like, you know, I mean, we see this in media all the time. So um, I questioned everybody. The only one I, I, I consistently trust is Cameron. Why is that? Well, yeah, I know. She could be flake. She could be Sarah's worst nightmare. <laughs> I, oh, I, I have no, like, legitimate uh, explainable reason. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's totally irrational. I just... She can't lie. Yeah, I can. Or can she? I yeah, she can. Always, can she? always trust her. Yeah, me. she can. <laughs> she does it all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. So she calls John and say, "Oh, yeah, they claimed this was an accident, so he wants her to leave, but now she doesn't want to leave. <laughs> so gotta investigate this. So yeah, this is where the doctor tells everybody that Dana's all right. <laughs> she's alive. Did you do you believe she's actually? <laughs> I know it's a dream, but do we believe that she could actually survive that? No. Okay. I mean, she was on fire. Like, open <laughs> yeah, she was not moving or screaming. She was pretty scorched. Well, I mean, she she was she was drugged and sedated. So I don't know if you know. I don't know how. I don't know what the effects of those drugs are exactly, and what exactly they do to you. But it's like I suppose it could be argued that like she was so out of it that you know she didn't. Like the burn, she didn't wake from her sleep because of the fire. I did some research. Well, maybe she was just numb. You couldn't feel anything. That's what I mean. Like, oh, I think that. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say. I think if you're burning, I don't know. But um, I mean, it could very well be that like internally her body was like going nuts, and there were all these alarm bells and stuff. She was jelly, but she could. <laughs> she was gentle like a felon. But what happens when you put a marshmallow over fire? That's what happened to her. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> this show is dark. <laughs> okay. 
So, but the doctor's like, no, if you want to leave, you can, but it'd be really cool if you let us study you while you're under stress and <laughs> just suffer. <laughs> but when you put it like that, it almost sounds diabolical and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but she wants Sarah to take some drugs right now. I love the way she says it. You should take them now. Do it while I'm staring at you. Do it. Open your mouth. Lift up your tongue. <laughs> I'll swallow her. She didn't even Sarah's smarter She didn't than check that. under her tongue. No, I know, but that was like True. that's what like like I'm surprised that 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 that, did, that didn't follow because it was just it was very like you know like I'm gonna stand here and watch you take these drugs. There's no precedent for this. I have no reason to believe that you wouldn't take them. It's just you know I'm gonna treat you like like a liar and a criminal. You know. <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, it's not like they'd be wrong. Yeah. Of course, we find out. Yeah, we find out later that uh, you know she was revealed to be a robot. Of course, then that doesn't matter because it was a dream. It was all a dream. <sighs> uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm okay with that. Yes. Um, Sarah goes to see the neck tattoo guy who made the dream catcher. He only makes them for people that need them. I thought, that, I thought this how... guy was going to be a huge stereotype at first, but no. <laughs> what did <Yeah>. you learn? <laughs> I learned that. Uh, Sarah wanted her dream to be racist, but for some reason it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> she she expected that guy to be some sort of stereotype, and he wasn't. Her, it's like her subconscious style. was trying so hard to yeah. make this a bad thing, and oh, you know what? No. <laughs> or she was trying to make it a, make it that kind of thing, and then her subconscious was like, "No, that's not cool." <laughs> <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If this were X Files, it would have been totally racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, How much difference like eight years makes? Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I guess when they were talking about dreams earlier, Dana uh, dreamt that she died in a fire. So she died in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she also um, she also says that you know, oh, well, maybe I was a maybe I was a witch in a past life. You know, and there's that whole there's that whole voiceover about. About the witching hour and witches. And witches. Yeah. <laughs> so back in the van, Winston wants to hear a story because stories are what cause people pain in these kind of situations. And they talk about how he lied about having a son at the warehouse. And she, he deduces that her son is the one who was on the phone. Mm hmm. She believed him because she has a son. So why does he want to find this out? He doesn't know anything about her being like the chosen one or whatever, right? Or her son being the chosen one. So why does he care? Like, what? why did he assume she had an accomplice? And why does that matter? And why does he want to get to this accomplice? He heard her talking on the phone before he captured her. And I guess he just wants to make sure there aren't other people going to be coming after yeah, him. Yeah, it's like you, it's like, you, like you don't like brush something like this off because you because of like the lack of information you have it's mm -hmm. like okay we're we're a shadowy company that's up to no good uh somebody broke into one of our factories and and killed a guy who was doing bad stuff for us on our behalf and then she tried to break into one of our metalworks so yeah, we need to interrogate this woman and look into this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
So the sleep clinic, Sarah has a puncture on her arm. And in the van, they're talking about John again. And yeah, he's saying you, you have to kill the root of the weed to stop it from popping back up. And I think that's where he says John is the weed or the root or whatever. And she says she'll die because before she calls him, he says it's not that easy. The sleep clinic, John's there because she called him and the nurse gave her a shot. Um, Sarah, John are sneaking around. They find a computer with a scanning program on it and they pull up Sarah's information in the computer. Apparently her file just has the Wikipedia entry for insomnia. That's <laughs> what's shown on the screen. Yeah, I think that, that my face should be on there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I used to, um, have really bad insomnia. I would get occasional bouts of it. I think the longest one I had lasted for four days. Oh. Yeah. Oh, see, I use drugs now, so that's not happening. I remember going to Italy and after like three or four days of not sleeping and my roommates were, this is when I was in high school, trying to sing me to sleep. Yeah, that was, they were being really cute and I was like crying because I was so tired, but it was so sweet that they were trying to sing me to sleep. Right. Um, but all I remember, like from the Vatican, like I remember vaguely seeing the Pope and whatever. It, it's just amazing what sleep will, deprivation will do to you. Mm-hmm. And now there's drugs. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, I never, I never, um, no matter how long they lasted, I never got to the point where I started hallucinating. It just, Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just like, I, I just, I just couldn't sleep. And so I would just be up for like four days. And then I think eventually I crashed. I remember seeing like snakes crawling in my room one time, but it turned out just to be, you know, like computer cables. Oh, wow. <laughs> just all kinds of weird stuff. Anyway. <laughs> John, pull up my file. All right. Oh, it says here that you are insomnia personified in a woman. <laughs> <laughs> delete like, it. Delete that shit. Delete that shit. <laughs> that's impression. Where's the sledgehammer? I'm going to bust this computer. Yeah. I guess one hint is this is the dream is that with Sarah, actually, I mean, as paranoid as she is, we should actually check herself into a clinic willingly and have a record of her. Oh, probably somewhere. not. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good point. Um, so she's starting to feel. Well, I mean, if she was, if she oh. was going under a false name, then she probably wouldn't care. I mean, you know, she checked herself into therapy. Yeah, so they, the nurse, somebody tells the nurse that, um, something's wrong with Sarah's room. Her electrodes have come off and she says, thank you for explaining. <laughs> dun, dun, her dun. Cameron say, yeah, and the music got a little eerie there. So she started to feel the sedative, but when, the nurse gets there. John is gone, or he's hiding, and she blames, tries to blame him on sleepwalking, but the nurse ain't having it. <laughs> they talk about how love and intoxication look the same in your brain um, scan. She's talking real funny, like she's not a human, and she starts choking Sarah like Winston was doing in the van and tossing her around. But Sarah's not going to call John, and she, yeah, she repeats some stuff Winston said, something like it not being that easy, whatever. And that's when John comes out and shoots the nurse. And I think the bullet pattern was in the shape of three dots, if I recall. Oh, nice. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> You're like, please, this no more dots. <laughs> if somebody starts a sentence, they better finish it. No dots. <laughs> Yeah, and like, you know, here's the thing is that I just, I tweaked the other day because we were, 
in some kind of something and I was like, yeah, and I really am an Indian. And they were like, yeah, the kind, the dot kind, not the feather kind. And honestly, because oh, of this, which I've heard so many times before, but right. because of this, I was seriously like, my eyes just like you put you twitching. in a rage. Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> my, I, like three of my friends and I will not be going to a party and you will not call us three dotted ladies. No. Oh God. Uh, that's was, horrible. It's just, no, it's just, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm overly uh, sensitive, but I, this is like my least, least liked part, you know, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, let's move along. So Nurse Ratchet gets up and shoots John and <laughs> Sarah. And then Sarah wakes up in the van, Winston's on the phone saying he thinks her John was helped her blow up the uh, warehouse, right? <laughs> and says, um, yeah, he's going to give the son a few hours to show up. She gave him a little trouble, but nothing he couldn't handle. And Sarah uses blood from her mouth to help to loosen up her skin, whatever, so she can get out of the cuffs. No, no, she um, she bit into um her hand oh. so that she could break her thumb and then pull her hand out. Of oh, her. yeah. Okay. Now that's I mean that that's new for me because normally. I like I never see anybody do that part. Usually, it's just like, oh yeah, all you have to do is like dislocate your thumb, and then you can and you can slip out that way. But I've never seen anybody, you know, do that do that extra step first, where like you you bite into the flesh and then break your thumb. So like that was all that was gross. He's tough, tough. Um, so she when he comes into when Winston comes back, no, we can't hear you, Matt. <laughs> Oh, he's gone. Oh, bye, Matt. He's back. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can hear you. Oh, Jesus. Ah, all right. Um, yes, with the blood thing on, wasn't she just like lubing up her wrists basically? So they'd slide. No, she was. That's what I thought. She was, she was, she was uh, opening up the, she was biting into her flesh so that she could easily, easily, uh, uh, break her, her thumb so she could get out. What? What? Why would she need to be bleeding for her thumb to break? All you gotta do is just bend it, right? I could have no, sworn, it- I could have sworn the blood was so that her, her wrist would slip through easier once the thumb was broken. I don't know, maybe. I think once your thumb is broken, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Might still be a tight fit. Maybe. Either way, it probably hurt. Yeah. It's, it's bad ass. <laughs> it was totally way. fine. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I didn't, uh, oh, and I also didn't like how, I guess it was a dream, but they're like, they shot oh, all these handguns versus Terminators. And <laughs> it was easy to tell that lady was a Terminator. And they're like, uh, what's going on? Let's just shoot her and then hang around until she wakes up and kills us. I know. Like, why were they still there? Why did Sarah, I mean, the Terminator went down way too easy. Mm-hmm. But then Sarah goes and like stands. Did she go and like stand over her? <laughs> yeah. And put like the gun right up to her forehead. Mm hmm. Which is how she ends up killing uh, Winston. So, yeah, first she stabbed him in the eye with that syringe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and I love how he basically shrugs it off. Like if that were me, like we'd be done. Like it's just you stab me in the eye with a syringe. I'm like, ah! you're flailing around. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm through with this. <laughs> Go ahead and leave. But he's just like, oh, that smarts pulls it out, keeps on going. <laughs> I really. I only liked the last 10 minutes of this episode and everything else I really didn't care for. Yeah. 
But yeah, I really enjoyed Sarah being a badass. This is some of the most badass stuff she's had the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. Because for yeah, one, they've... she's not worried about three dots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they fight and she gets the upper hand and shoots him in his head. So she really killed him this time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And after this, there's a voiceover about... Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> a spirit on a man's chest. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's about the. Um, can't remember if that's a. Re- oh, I think if that's a reference to an incubus or a succubus. A spirit sits on a man's chest. Yeah. She is strong, beautiful, there to steal his children. Mm-hmm. She's I, a demon. <laughs> I have an issue with the fact that that she says, uh, like the last line of the episode, she says she's a bad bitch. I. That never sat right with me. Like it just it makes me, it makes me laugh um, yeah. because and, and she does it again in like in I think it's like the third episode of the show where she's talking about Oppenheimer and and she quotes him and says we are all sons of bitches and like that yeah, never sat sounds, right with me. Yeah. It's something <laughs> about there are certain actors that like when they say the word bitch, I guess in a certain context, like it just it doesn't. It doesn't come out right. It just, it, it, it's unintentionally funny for me. Like, Sarah Michelle Geller, as great of an actress as she is, she does that in, um, the beginning of season six. She calls Willow and Tara bitches. And I, it, it always makes me laugh because I'm uncomfortable. Cause I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the end of the episode. I guess we're, um. Oh, okay. You didn't, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. What? The, scene where Cameron's walking around in her underwear. Oh yeah, that was random. Whoa, was that part of the dream or part of reality? It it was part of the dream. And that's what I was going to bring up is like, okay, once we, once we felt we, it's revealed that the stuff in the truck is real and the stuff in the sleep clinic and, and, and talking to John on the phone and everything is a dream. What does that say about Sarah that she's dreaming about Cameron walking around in her underwear? She's got the hots for her. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I th- oh, that, no. Did this actually happen, though, in, dun, 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 in real life? Malika disappeared. Like Cameron. Oh, yeah. Cameron walked around in her underwear once in season one, didn't she? Yeah, in the, like the second episode, yeah. I think. Yeah. Isn't maybe, so maybe Sarah's just used to seeing Cameron do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. There's a word about... You know, she said in one episode, I don't like how she... Uh, he responds to you. She's just worried about him getting too close to Cameron, I think. Come back, Malika. Um, see, some cultures, Coyote represents the dream world, also has ties to the concepts of chaos, and in myth is a joker, similar to the Norse god Loki. I have coyotes out here. Coyotes often seen on vision quests. They, um, when? like real late, real late at night, like at around three in the morning, four in the morning. Um, there's like a, a large pack of them that, uh, travel across somewhere out in the, out in the field behind my house. I can hear them. They, they sound like hyenas more than anything else, but they're coyotes. And they're just all like, (laughs) (laughs) one day I was doing, fixing something in my car and I looked out the window and I'm pretty sure it was a coyote comes just, Walking down the street, <laughs> there he goes, dozen ducks behind some bushes. I'm like, I'm kind of glad I didn't have Reese with me because <laughs> he doesn't always. I don't know. I'd probably be trying to get out of the way, but Reese would be trying to run toward it. 
He's like, I want to play with it. <laughs> like, no, <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> that's that's Buffy. That's oh, yeah. your face. So, do we have quotes? My quote was, "She's a bad bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and I actually have another quote, but that was next week's episode when I was I was started watching the wrong episode by mistake, John. So, oops. <laughs> I have the first. You know, like 15 minutes worth of notes are already taken for that. <laughs> I'll <laughs> save you some time. 15 minutes to go, wait, this is the one I'm going to be watching. <laughs> I missed something. It's like, I thought this was a different, I thought this episode started differently than this. You're like, yeah. wow, this is a surprise for me. Was there not like a recap at the beginning to tell you like, oh, hey, like there's a whole episode here that you should be watching instead of this one? I don't think so. Because a lot of time, no, I don't think there was a recap. Oh, wow. Okay. Um... Who's our badass of the week? Uh, well, so I don't know. Should we give it's it to Cam- Cameron for that shot? Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. She doesn't have a badass. She has a good ass. <laughs> <laughs> I um, my, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it for a number of reasons, but mainly because my webcam isn't on right now. But like my quote was just going to be me, me walking across the frame in my underwear. <laughs> Posted in the, in the group. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. I mean, um, I guess we have to give it to Sarah. There's no other choices. Basically. Yeah. I was looking at our, I started compiling all our ratings last night yeah. and it's actually doing really good up until these last few episodes. Yeah. This, <laughs> it like really dropped our average down. Yeah. This one and the previous one are probably the worst yet. The one we liked the most was self-made man with the twenties Terminator. Mm. And this, uh, and you know, this was a contributing factor as to why the show was canceled. <laughs> so it's you know not not many episodes left to go. Uh, so let's rate the episode. Want to start us out, John? Yes, I do. I like this episode a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of um, you know locked room dramas or bottle episodes. Um, and that's basically what this is. Uh, I'm a big fan of of getting inside people's heads in dream spaces. Uh, and so this episode had that in spades. Um, and it, you know, kept me guessing. It really played me, you know, back when I originally watched it. So I'm going to give this one nine out of ten, um, needles. Ugh, the needle. Uh, ah! <laughs> How about you, Malika? Um, I actually liked it too, at least better than the other ones. Um, I didn't love it, but I liked it better because just because I, you know, like I said, I'm insomniac. In fact, right now, seriously lacking sleep. Um, And I also just like the weirdness. Um, It could have been done better, though, but um, I'm a fan of um, them at least trying to make us take a stab at it. So I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 um, men back from the dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's called a zombie. (laughs) Yeah, right? Ah. Winston was a zombie. Yeah, the the back and forth thing kept me guessing, but I didn't really care which one was real. (laughs) I I didn't like either of these scenarios. I I think it comes down to me just not liking Lena Headey as Sarah Connor. I like like her as as her Game of Thrones character. I really liked her in Judge Dredd. 
just as Sarah Connor, I don't think she fits. But it's important to make the distinction that it's that it's Dread and not Judge Dread because there is a movie right. called Judge Dread and she is not in that. <laughs> she in that. So you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, but I I do really like uh, Thomas Decker as John Connor. His few scenes in this I really liked, but um, the last ten minutes was was pretty cool. She did some badass stuff. Uh, I'll give it a six out of ten. Spontaneous human combustions that aren't so spontaneous. <laughs> um, I agree. More human because she's not even real. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spontaneous dream combustions. Nice. <laughs> I agree with Matt, except I'm fine with Lena Headey as. Sarah Connor. Yeah, I think but so. I this think episode just didn't do it for me. So I'm going to give it oh hmm, six out of ten uh, Terminators in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, Matt, did you? What was your rating? Six out of ten. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I hope you mean that like the Terminators have their have have like the skin and everything because just like an actual Terminator like just the machine with underwear on is just disturbing <laughs> and I don't think about that I'm sure there's porn for it don't I don't well, well is, it, is it is it creepier or better or worse than uh than um than naked machines <laughs> A machine with underwear or just a well, naked yeah. well, I mean, you know, like at least there's some sort of decency. We've seen, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've seen, you know, a naked Terminator, quote unquote, before, and like, and that's, and that's just like a metal skeleton. So there's nothing. Uh, that's not so bad, you know. But the fact that you put underwear on it is just weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wouldn't disagree. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> We're not here to judge. Yeah. <laughs> I've been reading, um, this is totally unrelated, but I've been reading the first part of JMS's uh, Terminator Salvation series. How is that? It's okay. Not as my favorite of his works, mm-hmm. but it goes probably because it's, you know, goes along with the Salvation storyline. I hear that, um, I read a few pages of it back when it first started, but I hear Zach Whedon's uh, Terminator comics are pretty good. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to read next. But, um, I personally, I mean, I like his Dream Police. I think I mentioned that once in the podcast. I haven't read yeah. Terminator-related ones, but Dream Police. Yeah. Actually, you know, Dream Police and then this isn't, you know, it's not a lot, It's not exactly, it's not the same, but it's kind of along the trippy kind of lines. Like, if you really like this episode, then Dream Police is like an even better form of weirdness. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look into that. that mm-hmm. yeah. I keep... I did like how um, what they were asking in the Salvation series, they were like, yeah, why um, does Skynet keep trying to send people back when they always fail? But he was saying, you know, Skynet only knows, he only remembers what's happened since it became aware the Terminators all died before um, Skynet became aware, so it doesn't know anything for sure about what happened to them. And then one thing they were asking, like, yeah, why are we sending these T-800s back when we have these more advanced machines? And Skynet was like, well, because they're old and expendable. Hmm. <laughs> they don't care if anything happens to them. Well, it's not bad, at least, yeah. you know. It's an explanation. Yeah, it's an explanation. <laughs> I mean, it works for right me. Is, you know. Yeah. Hand wave, hand wave. It was kind <laughs> of 
slipped a little bit because, well, it's a little spoilery, but um, the Resistance is sending somebody back to kill somebody, and Skynet is sending Terminators back to try to keep them alive. It's a little different from what we were used to seeing. So we know it's a he. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so feedback. First, we have email from Daniel. Daniel says, Hello, Chroniclers. Ah, the return of the Sarah Connor monologues. Mm -hmm. Will I work night shifts, Sarah? So I guess I'm safe from those visitors from the Shadowlands you were talking about. It's interesting how the interrogation sequences in Whitson's van are filmed in a saturated, surreal style, which really give it a gives it a dreamlike quality rather than the sterile, clean medical world of the sleep clinic, which relies more on bizarre occurrences and incongruities to act as clues to the clinic's false reality, like her fellow patient burning alive in her bed. Even when I first watched this episode and saw that it was presenting the question of which one was really happening, I thought to myself that it would be pretty appropriate on the Sarah Connor Chronicles to have the harsher nightmare actually be the real world. Mm. Of course, the ultimate tale is seeing John shot to death in the secret basement. Yeah, whenever John gets shot, that's pretty much a clue that <laughs> whenever John dies... Must be fun to play those those parts. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. the show's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's called Sarah Terminator. It would be interesting if they like, shot John and actually committed to him dying, and then like, what would they do then? Uh-oh, mm. we done broke it. Like, what would they he, do? He has died a few times in this show. In, in dreams, yeah, because I mean, what's, a... like the because the idea is supposed to be that like, oh, John grows up to become the res the leader of the resistance. So you kill him, then there's like either no resistance or like you know they have no one to lead them, so they're gonna it's, fail. But see, that's stupid. But, like, yeah, because... I, that's what that's what I'm saying. Because it's like, well, couldn't I mean, couldn't uh... somebody else would step up. You yeah, know? like Sarah maybe or something, you know. Of course, you know, she's supposed to die from cancer apparently, but you know, so it's just she like can, she can be a martyr and like, you know, whatever. But yeah, it, I mean, it's it's silly it, to think Let it be Bagman, you know. Yeah, it's silly to think that everything rides or dies on like one person. Right. Um when, you know, obviously there's a lot of people. I mean, I understand the need for a strong leader with like a a vision, but haven't they just like experimented? Like, hey, why don't we let John die this just once? Let's just <laughs> see what happens. You know, let's just just this once. Let's, let's see. Like what makes well, they, him so special? They know that John being the leader of the resistance works out for them. They defeat Skynet, so why risk well, what happens if like it's some other leader and everything's even more awesome than if you know if it was just John? Like maybe could, he's just be, like the least also, common denominator. It could They're be, just but scared. it could also be. It could have also you, be worse. If take it chances, wasn't people. <laughs> have you guys have you guys watched um, Terminator Salvation yet? Yeah, not for the show, but yeah, we've all seen it. Okay, because they do they do toy with that in. Um, yeah, and I, I don't remember. I don't remember if it's if it's in the actual ending or or if or if it's in like one of the original endings that they that they ended up changing. But yeah, they they toy with the idea that like like oh yeah, John Connor's actually dead, and but they but like they like they use um like his like his blood is 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 running in someone else's system and and to keep them alive, and they end up taking on that mantle and they become the leader of the resistance if i remember correctly but uh, yeah i seriously have blocked that whole movie out 
like I mean, and uh, talking about sleep battles and like dream whatever. Yeah. I watched it when I was on this huge, long flight to India, but honestly, I think that it did the, you know, I I watched that and like the Wolverine, the horrible one movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and let's just say that like it it did favors for both those movies that I was in the state that I was in. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I could stomach it if it was like real. Like, yeah, neither one fine. of those movies are very good. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel goes on to say. Part of me was like, would John or Sever ever really check her into a clinic for a sleeping disorder, though? I thought I know she had herself scanned for cancer, but she didn't even go to a hospital for a life-threatening gunshot wound. Mm. Yeah, I did see Maude. I thought I thought there was like a big time jump or something at first, instead of a dream. <laughs> it never. I, I thought maybe thought maybe the, uh, the the stuff in the van was present day and the sleep clinic was in the future like a few months in the future or something um even though in the end it turns out to all be Sarah's dream I really like the flirtatious vibe they wrote going on between John and Cameron I suppose this amounts to Sarah's worries and anxiety over John's relationship with Cameron and where it might lead, such as Cameron walking across John's room in her lingerie while he's on the phone with Sarah. Mm-hmm. His facial expression was priceless. But it also seems to hint that Sarah feels a little jealous of Cameron's ability to take care of John since she never sleeps, can perform with machine precision, etc. And makes better like, pancakes. Hey, um, <laughs> another person who can't sleep, so... You know, Gotta get those carbs... Is Sarah trying to be a Terminator, her subconscious, because she's try she doesn't want to sleep? Yep. Yeah, I think that she is jealous of Cameron in a way. I mean, like a lot of mothers face that, right? Like, you know, like uh, their ch- children, like whatever, like being the second mm-hmm. of the person's life, and blah blah blah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, well, especially like, especially mothers who have sons when the sons, you know, when there's suddenly a new woman in their life, like the mothers, like. They they get they get like you know they feel like threatened. Yeah, they do feel threatened. And if that if that new woman is a Terminator, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he won't need for anything because he has this like this machine that can do everything that I've done, and and if not better. I mean, that's when we when you find out that the that the medical clinic stuff is all a dream, then that's all in Sarah's head in her subconscious, where then we're like, yes, like this machine comes in and like like you know, is, is taking better care of John and like, you know, even keeping an eye on his, like his carbs, you know, <laughs> intake and everything. And like, but makes also because, better pancakes, you know, but also because that robot was set by her son back to take care of himself, you know? Mm-hmm. So obviously very important in his life when she's dead, you right. know? So there's a whole lot of like mixed up feelings there. Like I really wonder if John had sent back a dude, like if this, like how the dynamic would shift, mm-hmm. like a dude robot, a male robot. Because well, we see, because we see that in in Terminator Two, where like it's a, and she's even like, mm-hmm. you know, entertaining the idea that like, oh, a Terminator would actually make a really good father for John because like, you know, because this, this, and this. Whereas like, when it's when it's a female, no matter how crazy or irrational it might be, what when it's a female Terminator, she subconsciously has an issue with it. Then all of like the good points, she d- d- does not enter into her mind. Like you know, it's not like she doesn't look at it as like, oh, like he could. It's a good idea because like she's a machine, so she doesn't sleep, and and you know she can take care of him and stuff. 
Whereas, like, now it's like, she makes better pancakes than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, especially, especially at this age, right? Like, I know they did it in T2, but, like, at this age, like, when you, know, you can conceivably said that, say that, you know, a male figure would, you know, we look at Derek and what role he provides and everything like that. Well, mm-hmm. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah. Also, <laughs> um... Oh, it's special, special prices. But it also, oh, never sleeps. Like Cameron's smile when John tells her that the pancakes won't be as good as hers. Or Cameron pounding John out a whole vending machine's worth of stacks. <laughs> I had to stop because I didn't know where that city was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cameron also, pounding John. Uh, also, John just. <laughs> bad will. Oh, my God. Also, with John just open fire on that nurse, I thought, ah, this is how Sarah wishes John could be more like, be like more often. Note that Winston says his bosses, the Kaliba group, are foreign and overseas business. Does this give you any theories? Hmm. Hadn't thought about it. Where were those people from that bought the Turk? Japan? No. The people that had the AI. Oh, yeah, they had an AI against it. Yeah, they had an AI. John's birth was from an emergency C-section. C-section. <laughs> Give the story she told Casey about giving birth to John alone on a road in Central America with a bottle of dark rum. Does this mean that Sarah herself not only gave oh my God. birth to him alone, but gave herself an emergency C-section oh to do it? <laughs> I forgot about the alone part. Yeah, that <laughs> is that too. <laughs> Just see, like, sir. Okay, then she would really win Badass of the Week. She like ripped open her own Badass of the Year, like of the show, like just of my in general, life. Just every episode, yeah, just, just badass. Yeah, doesn't matter what she does or says from this point on. Like, you cut a baby out of yourself. <laughs> so no offense, well. but I I completely believe that Linda Hamilton would do that. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that, um, and I won't use I won't use her Game of Thrones name that um, Lita Haiti would. Oh. She's more of a softer mother. I mean, she pr- plays it pretty tough. Like, I don't, you know, but still, like, I can I can just see Linda Hamilton doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, am kind of surprised to see that Sarah's never killed anyone before Winston. It makes it does make some degree of sense, though, given her experience with Miles Dyson, but still surprising for some reason, given this dangerous lifestyle she's supposed to have been leading in the years since, considering how good she's become at being a national fugitive. That she wouldn't at but least exa- accidentally kill someone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, like, well, she has one of those accidents that she always has. By the end, though, she seems to have overcome her reluctance to kill. It's evidenced by the fact that she shoots Winston in the head point blank and drives away with no remorse. Cutting her mouth with the handcuffs to lubricate them with her own blood and then breaking her thumb to slide out of them fucking badass of the week if i've ever seen it all right so so, so that's oh. like so that's like three against one so maybe i'm wrong but it looked like she was gnawing on her hand okay yeah she was in order to make herself bleed so yeah well right. and given the childbirth thing she could have been just like gnawing off her hand <laughs> you know and slip off, slip off that way and like sewed it back up with like some needle and thread afterwards one-handed <laughs> and she cut her hand with a coke can and then freed herself. Oh yeah, <laughs> that accident. Um, in the end, I almost feel like the Dream World Sleep Clinic, that's secretly a Skynet experiment, is a glimpse of how far worse 
show that this series could have been, but thankfully was not a campier sci-fi romp with Terminators of the Week and cheesy sci-fi conspiracies. Till next week, Daniel. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hey, guys, I got to head out. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Bye. All right. So we're not recording next week, and then the week afterwards I'll be on a plane. So I guess I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Show will be over. No, sorry. <laughs> Bye. Don't Bye. say that. All right. Wait, are we recording next week? Because I can record on Tuesday, but I know that we said we weren't. Uh, no. Let's have Thanksgiving off. Okay. American Thanksgiving. Yeah, American Thanksgiving. Okay, cool. See you guys. Bye. See ya. I'll just go ahead and take Heidi's email. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. This show loves long episode titles, doesn't it? Cameron makes better pancakes than Sarah, and she's walking around in her underwear. I love this episode because you really have no idea what is happening most of the way through. Seems like Sarah might just be going crazy. It's actually a lot like Inception. Which reality is real and which ones are the dream? And dreams within dreams. It's kind of weird that this this whole dream thing was... Well, was it taser-induced <laughs> or what? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I was in that taser. Like, why'd she, why did she keep falling asleep? Why did we go back to the dream? Mm. Well, if she um, is at the in her in her dream, she's at the sleep clinic for insomnia. Maybe she's actually having insomnia in real life. Mm. But as she's being kidnapped, <laughs> she's. But if you have insomnia, you're not dreaming. Maybe well, you can. Well, you maybe can have. She mic- was narcoleptic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you can have. You can have uh, micro naps. Mm. In a stressful, like, kidnapping situation? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Like, I don't know enough about that stuff to, you know. naps don't sound good. <laughs> yeah, you basically, you basically, you just, you, you kind of, you kind of dream while you're awake. Like, there are these, like, little moments where, like, your body, like, almost goes into, like, hibernation, but you're still, like, if you're, like, if you're, you know, sitting at a desk or something, you know, you're sitting upright and your and your eyes are open, but like your brain like stops first for a minute and like you can have these weird like little tiny dreams and stuff. Apparently. Mm. I've not read read up enough about it, but apparently it's a thing. Micronaps. Mm. Heidi says, I don't understand what she means in most of the voiceover, but this is one that you have to watch more than once. Until next time, Heidi. Yay, thanks, Heidi. Alright, so we have in two weeks what we will be doing. The episode is called Ourselves Alone. Mm. Mm. And I was laughing in the first 10-15 minutes, so that says a little bit. <laughs> We're going to have <laughs> a, a lighthearted, whimsical episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing Terminator. What yeah. the... I just I just saw the uh, the pumpkin that <laughs> Will put in the chat. Where did where did that come from and why? I accidentally clicked on the little thing and I just went ahead and put something in there since I brought the menu up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I'm here, so <laughs> might as well have some fun. Ourselves alone. Yeah, I should have. I forgot. Um, contradiction. When we were doing quotes, because like. Like my favorite line in the episode is actually that moment where, you know, he's he, he he's picking at his food and she says, 
you know, you know, not as good as hers, right? And he says, not as good as food. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, yeah, rare Some good eggs. <laughs> I already have my quote for next week. You better not steal it. <laughs> well, I won't be here, so. <laughs> yeah. Or will you? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it depends on if you need a guess suddenly. <laughs> and I see it in time to be like, me, pick me. Yeah. Oh, are we finished? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tell us. You can't see. Uh, um, okay. Well, John. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for um, being here for this episode. It was fun. Sorry we didn't like it more. That's okay. <laughs> I, I liked it enough for the rest of us. And Malika liked it, so. Yeah, she... So that's all we have for this time, folks. We'll be back soon next time with ourselves alone. But until then, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.